0: Texas Tech football is now firmly in the Joey McGuire era. We take a look at expectations internally, locally, and nationally for the program coming into this year, and set some of our own individual goals for the 2022 Texas Tech football season. Our Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Texas Tech. I am Emory Lida, your host today, going solo again, but don't worry, Ryan will be back soon. In the meantime, though, let's talk about Texas Tech football. It has been a while since we last talked about them right after the spring game and had our own spring game takeaways. You can check that episode out on our YouTube or wherever you get our podcast. Wherever you get your own podcast at Locked On Texas Tech, you can follow our Twitter at Locked On TTU. You can get any sort of all of the information you need about our in about our podcast and general insights about the Texas Tech Athletics Program. But talking about football today, and first off, I just want to say if you have not checked out episode one of the brand which on ESPN Plus, it debuted last night and it is a must watch for Texas Tech fans. It's really good insight into the program, what Joey McGuire has been doing over the course of spring practice. It's an idea of the West Texas identity that they're going to do, they're going to be trying to implement it. I won't spoil too much, but you get a good insight into some of the characters and the coaching staff, as well as a look at this team and what they're trying to build as a program. And talking about building the program, when you're looking at how a team sets its goals, I think the first thing to look at is what is the internal goal with the culture development. And this is something that I kind of came up with on the fly because I was thinking about when watching the the brand, just taking a look at what Joey McGuire wants to build this program off of. And it's pretty clear that fundamentally they want to, in year one, establish the identity of the program. It's being a tough nose, kind of bringing in tough culture, playing at a fast pace, high tempo to offense. You want to see balance and you want to see players that do not give up and sort of exude that tough energy. Now that all sounds very, very coach speak like, and it sounds cliche, but when you look at some of the things that the program has really put emphasis on, you're looking at getting guys that are athletic. We've seen that in the recruiting efforts. We've seen that in the strength development. We've seen guys that have really sort of had body transformations over the spring. And so we you can see kind of the effort there. And then also bringing in Zach Kittley as an offensive coordinator, bring some of the offensive staff in that they brought in. And obviously the playmakers on the field, like you've had that sort of development that would indicate a team that really is tra- genuinely trying to become tougher, faster, more physical. I think when you're looking at over the course of the next year, or so the biggest thing for Texas tech football is just being able to get guys to develop internally and continue bringing guys into the program, because none of this is going to happen with the program in the same state that it was under the Matt Wells era. And obviously, without disrespecting the previous staff, I think there were things that they did a really good job of. But it's fair to say that at times, the depth of the roster really was lacking. You had a lot of talent at times. You had guys like Jordan Brooks playing, obviously, Colin Schooler coming through, Rico Jeffers. Obviously, offensively, you had Eric Giacomo, you had TJ Vasher there for a while. You had all of these guys offensively, but then... The depth of the program was not sustainable. and We've seen McGuire do an outstanding job of recruiting. So as they head into the 2022 season, the first thing to look at, and I think it's probably the most important aspect of the season, is internal growth and development. And you can't really measure that through wins and losses. Obviously, there is some wins and losses development, which we're going to get into later on in The show when we take a look at some odds and upcoming over under win totals for the season and what Tech should measure up to in that sense. But when you look at how Tech is building as a program, the most important thing is if you can come out of this season feeling like you're in a better shape for success than you were at the time that I'm recording this on May 24th, 2022. Then that's that's really important for you and. When you look at this program, obviously there's a lot of stuff you can do off the field to sort of make things look better. You can do these ESPN Plus series. You can have tons of m- recruiting material. I just want to say Texas Tech's marketing staff has killed it over the last year or two. Creatives has done an outstanding job. You've seen some really cool graphics coming out, really cool hype videos. But at the end of the day, that stuff is all marketing. The on the field product is what's going to sustain itself long term. And Obviously, it's not going to all come down to wins and losses. You can see guys pr- produce and develop on the field without necessarily seeing the wins and losses. A good example of that last year. Look at Donovan Smith over the course of the season. Obviously, came in against Iowa State. It was his first-ever start. It looked really good. Struggled some against Oklahoma State, but the last two starts were really good. Coming into the season, there's no way Donovan Smith was going to be able to be a day-one starter. So The development that happened under Sonny Combi was really important. I feel like it's just speaks to how much internal development can be overlooked and so for me the biggest thing to watch coming into the season is how do individual players develop how do we see guys in the offense and the defense buy into this program and that is going to be critical and so offensively you're looking at guys like baron moore and donovan's with tyler shuck who wins a quarterback job how does that evolve over time a guy like taj brooks obviously we haven't seen a full season of him being healthy and being the guy at running back so he's going to have to have a really good year. I feel like to be able to sort of maximize what he brings to the table as a running back. And certainly, I mean, he's got a lot of talent on the table for him. Look at the receiving group who sticks out there, offensive line, defensive line, those guys continue to build toughness, continue to get in the weight room, continue to look better. Those are some things that you can see maybe impact things off the field, but certainly on the field, you're going to see a lot of development over year one. And so internally, wrap up, I think the biggest thing is just looking at how guys continue to develop internally. Look at, are you guys more bought in? Are we seeing the physical growth and development? Are we bringing in guys into the program that can be genuine difference makers? And are you having that depth continue to sustain itself? We're going to see a lot of young guys on the field this year, whether it be guys like Jerome Bradley, Taj Brooks, you could see a lot of the freshman class coming in as well. But in general, the depth of the program is going to be something that's really critical to monitor over the 2022 season. So In setting these goals, I think looking at the depth is going to be one thing that's important. Looking at the physical attributes is another thing. And you want to be in as good of of a shape as possible in the recruiting trail. And I think McGuire's obviously kicked it out of the park so far when it comes to recruiting. Having a top three recruiting class for the 2023 cycle, even if it doesn't hold, is going to be outstanding. And you've seen the work really come to that. You've already signed, I believe, or already committed at least seven four star recruits, which equals the last five years of Texas Tech football. So that's impressive. But in the meantime, that's what I think the internal goals are going to be. But when you look at the outside perspective, it's important to look at some of the ways that local media have been covering and sort of analyze how that's going to be playing in the impact and sort of how those expectations differ from what are the national odds and the national opinions. So we're going to cover that next. We're going to take a look at some of the opinions held locally, some of the storylines from spring. But first, we're going to spring into an ad from Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind your often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions. Oh, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So you can save time and money while using Rock Auto. It's much more efficient than going to all of your brand auto spot, auto parts stores. You can also spend up to 100% more just from those stores. So it's not only less time efficient, it's also less efficient from your money standpoint. So that's just how it's more efficient. But also, you have to factor in that Rock Auto is a family business serving do-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything you could need. They have brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. And for me, they have windshield wipers because I lost and broke one over the course of the last week and that was not fun. So go to their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. Again, rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you are podcast. Hopefully, Texas Tech sports, and specifically Texas Tech football under Joey McGuire, can end up having many of those takes of the days over the next few months. But in the meantime, the local media, the people that are covering this this team very closely from the inside. have really kind of set the expectations pretty high for this team coming into the 2022 season. We've seen storylines about the quarterback battle on the offensive side of things. See, obviously, you know the defensive side of things as well is going to be kind of a rebuilding defense. You lose a lot of guys from the early part of or the integral part of your 2021 defense, but you still return a lot. Guys like Tyree Wilson, obviously, Dejounte Taylor, Demerson. I have muddy waters coming back after an entry. So the lo- the local media and when I say local media, I should probably clarify, Texas Tech media and the people that cover this program every single day, like myself, like Ryan, like the good people at Red Raider Sports 247.com the inside the Red Raider board, like you see from even Guns Up Nation, pretty much all of the major tech sources. You hear a lot of general optimism about this program and so when you're looking at it from a local standpoint it's important to note that we have seen all of this development and progress from the mcguire era we've seen how things are done in the matt wells era and we've seen how things are now being done with joey mcguire how much of an improvement recruiting has been fact how much of an improvement we've seen in the recruiting standpoint we've seen the storylines of the spring the quarterback battle and we also know what Zach Kittley brings to the table. So there are a lot of advantages that tech media has that national media simply hasn't covered. And again, I'm teasing a little bit for my next segment, but talking about how the national media and national odd setters, people from the outside view this program, I think there's a pretty big discourse because what we've seen change since the season opener last year against Houston to now is incredible. You've brought in obviously a lot of really good recruits, big amounts of transfer. Obviously you have a whole new coaching staff all the way down from Joey McGuire, all the way down the positions skip coaches, a complete overhaul. And you have new players, you have guys that have broken out last season. And the thing is the narrative on Texas tech football really has not changed all that much for, from a national standpoint. So locally, I honestly feel like the expectations being high are generally validated and so some of the biggest storylines we've seen within the guys that are covering this program during the offseason has been looking at the quarterback battle something that's completely valid we've seen the emergence of baron morton in that battle the defense obviously you've got guys like did taylor dimerson kind of standing out in the spring obviously the running backs as well is something that you really see as being a deep room obviously all the way down to cameron valdez i think you could have pretty substantial production there and then the receiving corps something that you really have had to rebuild a little bit, but guys like Jerem, Bradley, J.J. Sparkman, Miles Price, a whole lot of reason to be optimistic for next season. So when looking at setting goals from a local media standpoint, I think the critical thing for tech fans, for the members of people that are covering tech, and just in general, the guys that are seeing this program every day, things that, are key, that have been noted during the spring and are worth keeping track of, I feel like are going to be more important to the long-term success of this program than any win or loss number that have been covered on the national media. And I feel like there's been a bit of discourse about how disrespectful the win total of 5.5 by our good friends at bet online was. And honestly, I think it's complete rubbish, but at the same time, you look at what the local, what the local storylines have been, the Texas tech center storylines have been. And then you hear how people cover the team nationally, and there's just it's not the same. So, looking at this year, I think it's very nice to set expectations for tech pretty high internally. And obviously, I mentioned that internally, the biggest things to look at was from a growth standpoint, just being able to see that development development in the in the weight room and throughout the throughout the team. And then certainly from a media standpoint, from a fan standpoint, which is probably what I should clarify. I think when you look at how people for, that are close to the program are just seeing these storylines develop, seeing all of the different storylines from the season, it is very natural to be higher on the team coming in than the national media is, and certainly than the odds makers are. So local expectations have been pretty high. And I don't think it's invalid. We have seen a lot of growth from this team that simply a lot of other people haven't caught on to. So for that, it's exciting. It's certainly something that obviously there's been a bit of discourse about our tech fans overhyping their team. And for the most part, Big 12 people seem to be underrating our team in general, I would say, because you see a lot of people thinking that tech is kind of out of their element and are going to be towards the bottom half of the conference. And we'll have to see. I mean, obviously there's a lot of good teams. You have Baylor, you have Texas, you have Oklahoma, you have Oklahoma State. It's probably the top four teams in the conference, but you look at what tech has on the table. This is one of the most high ceiling teams in the conference. If everything goes right, you have an offensive mind, Zach Kelly, that's been brilliant. You have a quarterback battle. That's been really intriguing with three guys that could be high level starters. The defense this rebuilding but also has a lot of talent on it and everything could work out and just looking at how things have been covered from the from the local from the sort of Texas Tech Center media it's a lot to like and I feel like we've there's been a lot to cover that just simply hasn't been covered nationally which is probably why the over under for Texas Tech wins according to our good friends at bet online is 5.5. But RFI, but in the meantime, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, even if they're over under total for Texas Tech football wins and losses is ridiculous. Find all the latest odds news and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL and, yes, college football futures. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, football, and more. Head to the ed- website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. And Bet online is also where you can find Big 12 win/loss odds. You can find where the next head coach is going to be fired. Who's going to be the first coach to be fired in the 2022 football season? and you can find texas techs over under for wins and losses among others so to give a little bit of back context in the texas tech number being 5.5 the rest of the conference has generally pretty even odds going across the board i mean taking a look at this list so lock or so taking a look at baylor they have an over under of eight and eight and a half wins in the 2022 season also tied with them are Bay, or oklahoma oklahoma state and texas and then you have three teams tied at six and a half wins at iowa state kansas state and tcu texas tech is a firm eighth in the conference at five and a half as well as west virginia as well and then kansas getting two and a half wins which might be a little bit of a tall task to be completely honest with you but we're not a kansas podcast so i don't really need to talk about that but Talking about Texas Tech's win-loss over-under, if you want to kind of micro-analyze that, you can look at each individual game. You could say Murray State is probably going to be almost a guaranteed victory. Kansas is a game that you should comfortably win. It's at home. Shouldn't be that big of a deal. Then you have games outside of that that are probably going to be toss-ups. You've got West Virginia back at home again. You should win that one. You've beaten West Virginia for the last three years now. Neil Brown. Struggle to be consistent over his tenure there. So that should be a winnable game for me. That should be another game that's over 50%. You've obviously got Houston again. That's a game you could possibly win. TCU is a game of similar caliber. Kansas State is a good game for you. There's a lot of teams on this schedule that are going to be close to toss up. So when you look at the number that Bet Online ended up bringing out with their five and a half wins over and under. From the outside, I don't think it's unreasonable because this is a team with high fluctuation. Like we mentioned in the first segment, there is a lot of changes that have been made over the last year. And while there's a lot of reason to be optimistic, it's also an unknown because you just don't know when there's going to be that level of change, what ends up happening. Because for all we know, Joey McGuire could struggle in year one. I mean, obviously it's a program that, has kind of undergone a lot of major changes. You've got some young faces in there that are going to be playing critical positions. So it's understandable to be a little bit hesitant on what the over-under total is. And I'm not one person to bring sports betting in the equation, not going to bring in exactly what I think personally, because I do think that there's, I don't want what my opinion is to sway individual betting. But I will say, when you take a look at what that five and a half number is, it basically implies that tech has, very small chance of going what or of having a winning record in conference play because that would require them to have at least five conference wins. You assume Murray State's an absolute guarantee. And so for them to reach that number, they would have to either go at least three and oh non-conference, three and six in conference play, or four and five, two and one, and then or one and two and five and four. And only one of those situations has tech hitting a winning situation that's for them to just hit the over if they hit the under they're almost guaranteed to not have a winning conference record so that's the first thing is it it, that online has put their stake in tech being a bottom half big 12 team which could make sense but again like i mentioned in the last segment they don't have the right kind they don't have the complete scope of what has happened on the offseason i say that I know it sounds very homerish of me to say, but at the end of the day, Texas Tech football is a program that it's not on the national map. You obviously have probably 30 or 40 brands out there that have similar level of attraction to what Tech football brings to the table, and they haven't been winning games that often recently. I mean, last season was the first time they finished with a winning record dating back to 2015. So there's not a lot of reason to be following Texas Tech that closely from the outside. And I feel like if I'm being honest with you guys, the big rest of the big 12 odds kind of reflect that. Like obviously you have at the top where a lot of teams have reasonable expectations where you have Baylor, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma and Texas, all even at the top. But then, I mean, having all of those teams, even having TCU and Kansas state even, and then obviously Tech and West Virginia, even it's not necessarily the best way. I mean, obviously there's little subtle subtle differences in each of those teams, and so Tech being expected to get only five five and a half wins, and from what I can remember from the last time I looked, they had better odds at being at hitting the under five and a half than the over. So clearly. It's implied that tech's most reasonable outcome is a five and seven season. Could be seen as disrespectful, but again, these guys haven't necessarily covered tech to the extent of the guys' intro, which obviously have a lot of reason to be optimistic. So that's that's that. I think that looking at that total, basically the way that you're gonna hit six wins, the most feasible path for me is a win over Murray State, a win over Houston. Don't think you get the one over NC State. I feel like NC State is one of the best teams in the country. They're implied odds, if I remember correctly, we were 9.5 in the ACC as well, so that's a weaker conference. They have, obviously, a win over Kansas seems really doable. And then you have to pick from basically three out of West Virginia, TCU, Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Oklahoma. I feel like, for me at least, I'm confident you get at least three out of those state. I think that West Virginia has been a game you've had a lot of success against with Neil Brown lately. TCU is a game that they seem to play really close every year, and especially in Lovic, or in Fort Worth. They've actually had a lot of success the last few t- trips there outside of 2020. I mean, you won 2018, you won 2016. A lot of Tech fans will be the attendance for that one. You have the Baylor game, which has been probably one of the most competitive series over the last five years. I and mean, you look at the last four games – for Texas Tech versus Baylor. In 2018, it's a 35-24 game that was really close all the way to the end. 2019, Tech marginally lost in double overtime, a controversial finish in that one. The game where Tech should have gotten the ball in the infamous funnel snap. 2020, a game where Tech barely won. 2021, a game where they lost off of the only missed field goal from Jonathan Garibay all season. So, that's a series that you've had success with lately. Baylor's a good team. Joey McGuire knows the ins and outs of them though. So got faith in that one. And then you've got other teams like Oklahoma and Baylor in Texas, where you're admittedly probably not going to be favored. Gonna have to kind of pull off an upset in that one. But it's the year of the home cycle. You get Texas, you get Oklahoma, you get Baylor at home. In some ways that's probably your best possible outcome. I mean, Baylor, this Texas and Oklahoma home swing is something that you've had for the last decade. And every single year they've run it, they haven't had success. Because in 2020, obviously you lost to both of them. You had the heartbreaking loss to Texas, got dust by Oklahoma. 2018 were two close losses. The Texas game in particular really stings. As Jed Duffy. He had a really good night that game, but then also had a couple of brutal mistakes. Sam Ellinger hitting the game-winning pass to Jordan Humphrey. I don't want to talk about it. 2016 you had the baker and mahomes duel where mahomes played incredible but lost 66 to 59 and then 2014 you had the patrick mahomes getting knocked out of his first game by quandre diggs and then the oklahoma game that was the second start where they came close but couldn't win so you have not won a single game in that home cycle since 2020 or since 2012 and quite simply I think it's time for that to be changed. So Joey McGuire, he's going to change the culture. I'm confident of it. National media, national odd maker, not so confident of it, but it is what it is. Anyways, though, on to a new brand of Texas Tech football. Again, you can check out the brand on ESPN Plus. Highly recommend it. It's a really good show. Going to give you good insights into what's been going on with Texas Tech football over the spring might be doing something with that next week. Stay tuned for that, for what we're planning on the Locked on Texas Tech podcast. But in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter, racer 41 You can follow the corpse of Ryan's Twitter, I guess, at lpk I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm pretty sure he still has not managed to find his way back onto Twitter. Hopefully, one day he will be back on. I don't know, though. But regardless, you can follow Locked On Texas Tech at Locked on, TTU on Twitter. We will be posting a little bit more on that just to make sure we keep our keep our episodes updated. Apologies for that. And you can also find us wherever you get your podcast. In addition to subscribing to us on YouTube, we've picked up a couple more over the last day or two. I really appreciate that. The more subscribers that get, we get, the more the more we have the opportunity to do some more fun things with this. So I'm really looking forward to continuing building the YouTube brand, and we're really appreciative of all the support we get on that. In the meantime, though, thank you for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen today and every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, where Rafael Barlow, Richard St- Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leaf Dooling gives fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. Oh, we all love big boards. Follow Locked On NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm really looking forward to the NBA draft, but I'm also really looking forward to covering whatever we're going to cover tomorrow, which should be back on the basketball trail, possibly taking a look at Robert Jennings. But regardless, thank you for listening to Locked On Texas Tech again today. I've been Emery Lida, and I will see you tomorrow.